Hey everybody, Adam Stott here. Thanks for checking out my podcast, Business Grow Secrets. You're absolutely in the right place. This podcast is going to reveal to you all of the secrets that you've been looking to discover that are going to allow you to cure your cash flow problems, attain more clients, bring in more leads for your business, and create systems and processes that give you the growth that you want. You are going to discover the business growth secrets you have been looking for that I've used to sell over £50 million worth of products and services on social media and help clients everywhere to grow their businesses on the mark. So let's get started on the Business Growth Secrets podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special episode of Business Growth Secrets. I'm here today with Omar Mezian, who is one of the elite sports chefs in the world. He's worked with some amazing people. He's worked with the England football team. He's worked with Team GB. He's worked with the England cricket team. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that I'm a big advocate of looking after yourself. I've had times in my life where I've not looked after myself as a business owner. It's been very, very detrimental. So I'm a big believer in health. There was even an episode of the podcast where I talked about your health is your wealth. And I think that's really, really important. So I'm really pleased to be bringing the message today from Omar, who's worked with some of the world's top athletes, and he's developed his own company called Tweet, without the E, which is an awesome brand. I've been on their website today, iron up their food, and it looks amazing. So you definitely want to check it out. And I want to give Omar a big welcome. I want to thank Omar for coming on. I'm really excited about our conversation today. How are we doing, Omar? Are you good? Mate, I'm really well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Big fan of the podcast, I've got to say that and kind of get it out. <laughs> Just really excited to stop and have a chat with you today. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Yeah, and thank you. You know, you told me that a moment ago. I really appreciate that. I think, as I said to you, this podcast is all about helping business owners to get the edge in whatever way they can. And, you know, for those of you that are listening, I'm a big believer in not only, you know, keeping sharp in your mind and your business, but your health and your energy is so important to your development and your results. So I think this is going to be an awesome conversation. You know, I want to hear if I can, Omar, a bit about the background. How did you come to develop the company Tweet? How did it all come about? You know, how did you manage to work with some of the biggest sporting stars in the world? And then we can talk about what impact you feel you know afterwards and later what this can have on the entrepreneurs that are listening tonight and if you're tuning in live make sure you comment say hello say hello to omar talk to us about you know your your health requirements how into your health and how much you prioritize it that would be awesome tell us a bit about that omar how do we get where we are uh, today my friend yeah i suppose it's really been a massively long ambition you know i've had a career of 25 years almost to the day as a professional chef oh, now. Wow. Yeah. You know, although I don't look it, you know, <laughs> I am actually quite old now. And, you know, the first 10 years of that career was spent in hotels and restaurants. I got incredibly bored of it and decided that I was going to quit cooking. Somehow I managed to get dragged back into it. And I ended up working for my football team, Wickham Wanderers. Oh, really? Yeah, massive fan. <laughs> I know some of the, you know, I had some good relationships with Wickham Wanderers, actually, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, a couple of uh, Leon, Leon Johnson. Do you know Leon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I know Leon well and a few of the others. Actually, and not one of the sports coaches well, Leon Martin, do you know him? Yes. Yeah, Miranda. There you go, small world. 
and yeah. greatest football club in the land. <laughs> I started working for them. I was then broached about a performance chef job uh, for London Wasps. Um, at the time, the owner owned both clubs. Awesome. I jumped at the opportunity, being a Wasps fan as well. And that kind of led me into this world of kind of pro sport and cooking for pro athletes and understanding that there was a lot more to food than just it tasting delicious, you know, and looking great on very big plates. Yeah. And that kind of led me on this journey where from there I kind of left London Wasps and I started consulting for Southampton Football Club and Sainsbury's and the National Lottery and so on. I did all these amazing things. That led on to England cricket in just before the 2013 Ashes Tour and I did a huge amount of consultancy work there. And between England cricket and the big job, I kind of worked within every sport, within the Team GB setup. You know, I spent a lot of time with the British rowing team. And then, like I say, that led me on to the big job with England football. <laughs> I had a call one rainy Wednesday evening in 2016, towards the back end of the year, asking if I would like to go to Korea with the under-20s team for their World Cup. So 2017, I boarded a plane, quit my job with Team GB and British Rowing, boarded a plane, turned around to the wife and said, look, it's England football. I'll be home in 10 days. See you later. <laughs> 45 days later, I returned home and we had won the World Cup. Amazing. From that, you know, I was kind of, I was really overjoyed by that, but kind of expected very little else from it. I was actually walking around Waitrose one afternoon and got a call from England Football saying, would I like to consider a position with the England senior men's team? Nice. I've got to say that as I was walking around that supermarket, what I wanted to do was grab the nearest person to me and, yeah. <laughs> and kind of scream in their face, do you know what I've just been offered? And so the rest is kind of history from that point. You know, I was there in Russia for the World Cup. And we've obviously just had an incredibly successful summer at the Euros, as heartbreaking as it was. Yeah. Not to- I was at the final. I was there. Oh, were you? Yeah, it was. But it, was uh, like- it was heartbreaking, it was wasn't it? Yeah. Heartbreaking. But, you know, as a group and as a bunch of players, as a, as a team of staff, you know, we gave it our all. And it was incredible to be part of. But prior to all of... That kind of thing. You know, I always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to take all of this knowledge that yeah. I had kind well, of... Gathered. I think for the audience to understand is like, you know, when somebody tells a bit of their story, especially when the story is so successful and, you know, you've, you've built and developed an amazing mm-hmm. career, it's important to understand that, you know, there's a lot of things there that it sounds like you did. First of all, number one, taking those opportunities as they come up. And I think for a business owner and entrepreneur, taking opportunities is saying that you've got to be open to and you've got to really, you know, take those risks. It sounds like you took a big risk as well. I would completely agree. Yeah. I think these are the important things that that business owners listening really, you know, in addition to, because I really want to get into how can a business owner, like I really like working and interviewing people in sport. 
Mm. The reason being is they've got that competitive mindset. They want to do better. You know, they they realize that their body and their health is, you know, vital towards their success. And I think your business owners can take that attitude. They can gain an edge, right? And I think obviously, oh, completely. We'll go, you know, we'll jump into that conversation. But it sounds like you took some opportunities and did great. Completely, completely yeah. utterly. I completely agree. You know, until I, I kind of hit 30 years of age, actually, and realized that I had played everything completely and utterly safe. I had a mortgage and a lawnmower and <laughs> a state car and life was pretty much set for me. You know, that was it, wasn't it? But I knew deep down inside of me that I wanted to accomplish things that not many other people had tried. And I also understood that that meant taking massive risks, putting myself in very, very uncomfortable positions, you know, where both my mental health, my physical health uh, would massively take an impact. You know, it's that old diagram, isn't it, of the path to success, you know, what people see as you're at the top of the mountain. Mm. But actually, the people down here looking up don't see all the prickles and the rocks and so on that you've had to I'd clamor over. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I didn't even mention is that, you, you know, the skill set you must have acquired because you don't get to work with the top athletes in the world unless you know your stuff, you know, and I think that that must have been a yeah. big thing, you know. How much did you do in terms of development and understanding food? What is it that you understand about food, Omar, that other people don't? You yeah, know, I think, that's a really good question, right? Yeah, I think cooking is a massive part of it. Like, of course it is, but I need to know how to cook better than anybody else in my position in this country, if not the world. But I also have to understand what food is needed at certain points in the week, at certain points in the day. I had to become so completely self-absorbed and read every bit of information from everywhere. You know, I'm very lucky that I work with the best nutritionists in the world, the best performance team in the world. You know, they just kind of spout this knowledge as if it's everyday kind of nursery rhymes for them. Yeah. yeah. I had to become self-absorbed. Family and life went out of the window for many, many years. And I just concentrated on being better and understanding performance nutrition, understanding actually that a good nutrition a good performance nutrition is not per se about cutting out all of the things that you think you should cut out because at certain points of the playing week, you need them, you know, you need carbohydrate and fat so that you can run around for 90 minutes. But it is about being obsessed with anything, isn't it? I think, <laughs> you know, I try and take the that. Let's dive into that a little bit more, that obsession, right? Mm. Because... You know, I think that, you know, for anyone that wants to get to the top of their field, they've got to have a a learning mindset, a mindset that they want to achieve more. And also, I mean, the fact that you told me before you can come on the podcast, well, I knew I was coming on it, so I listened to every single one. That actually isn't typical. You know, some people might listen to one or two, get the feel of it, but actually listen to all of them is like is that, that almost that excessiveness, which is awesome. Is that, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I think that's good because you know you're feeding your mind, excuse the pun, and I think that that's what where where we need to be. Why is it you think that you're able to do that, Omar? And what advice could you give to you now? How can someone become 
more, I don't want to say aggressive in their pursuit of the knowledge, but how can they consume more knowledge and enjoy the process? Because I think that's a, a good question, being that you seem to be really yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I've definitely not always been like this. You know, it was an altered mindset that happened, like I say, when I turned 30. But it was that desperateness yeah. to get rid of the estate car and the lawnmower. Uh, <laughs> I wanted the Porsche. Yeah. And I knew what I had to do to get there. It really is about trying to flick a switch in your mind so that you can become obsessive about everything. You know, at the moment, as you can see behind me, we're in my development kitchen, you know, for Tweaked here. We are becoming obsessed uh, with chicken. And I know it sounds ridiculous. I've probably cooked hundreds of thousands of chicken breasts in my life. But now uh, with the new business, you know, we want to really, really understand how can we make it the absolute best. Yeah. So we are tearing through chicken breasts and we're going through this process of like, that one didn't work. Number 257 didn't work, you know. Yeah. And it's uh, everything, everything that I do Everything. How do you know? Is it a game of opinions, cooking? I mean, I'll just ask a random Oh, question. absolutely. Of course yeah. it is. Is yeah. it a game of opinion? But do you feel that, you know, as an opinion, that you, because of your experience, you, you can form the right opinion? Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I mean, again, you know, my uh, chefs that have been in here today, you know, they have this thing of, you know, they kind of roll their eyes and do this, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> how can we please him? Like, I know if it pleases me, if it makes me fundamentally happy and I get excited about it and I can jump up and down about chicken breast number 1,600, it's because it's worked, you know. I, I, I have to be excited about everything that we do, you know. That comes down to the way we brand ourselves. That's a good lesson for a business owner. Yeah. You know? I always remember, I think it was uh, Michael Jordan that said, you know, they asked him, how did he become the best? And he said, I just had higher expectations than everybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. that. You yeah. know, I settled for I nothing. People can, be, people can be, people can almost feel like they want to, and I think this is, speaks to a business owner, right, that might be listening. And you can tell me in the comments if you're watching live, okay, or you're watching the, the, the restream is that sometimes people are afraid to have those conversations. They're afraid to push the boundaries, that they want to upset people, want to keep their staff happy, these different kind of things. But that means that you settle for more of a mediocre result, where if you Absolutely. could keep pushing and you could keep getting it and you could keep pushing to next level and, and really bring people up to your expectations, you can produce yeah. a quality product. And uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I'm almost fairly lucky with the – very small team that I have around me at management level in the fact that we've all been caterers, you know, we've all worked in restaurants. We have all gone through kind of that almost SAS type training of <laughs> brutal kitchens, you know, but I think the one thing that we always try and do with each other is be completely honest with each other. Yeah. If, if one of us, truly doesn't believe in something then it's absolutely their responsibility to put their hands up and say to me and to everybody else in the, i don't think that's quite right i don't think that's quite right because 
that's how we better ourselves. Yeah, and I think anyone listening, and you tell me if you agree, it makes me want to try the food more, right? Because I know that we're not just... Yeah. <laughs> it does, because I, I sit there thinking, well, you know, if, if the standard's that high, yeah. right, then surely this is probably pretty good, right? Yeah. You know, and obviously then the proof's in the pudding, uh, excuse the pun. But, you know, essentially it's like the hardest thing for a business owner and anyone listening, don't matter if you're in food or whatever you're doing, the hardest thing really is sometimes to get people to try your product, try yeah. your service, give you that shot, right? And if they're going to give you that shot, you want to deliver, you know, you want to Absolutely. Yeah, right but I think it's also really fundamental to understand here that as soon as you get to a point where you're happy, you have to become very unhappy about it. <laughs> because you then need to push yourself on even more. You know, we can never rest on our laurels here. And that would be my opinion to anybody in any walk of life. The moment you feel comfortable, you need to tear it all down, start again, and start to rebuild it. Because it means that... I think it's great advice, yeah. I think, I think you know, complacency is miserable. And I think a mediocrity is the death of mankind, isn't it? Absolutely. I think it's really interesting. You've had this great career working in with the elite sports people. Is anyone that you work with that you saw the level of attention to detail, you know, anyone that stands out for you that you felt, you know, had that kind of that pursuit? You know, I know people, you know, for example, people talk about Harry Kane. I mean, I'm a Spurs fan, and obviously he may be leaving, he may be not. Mate, we can't all be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> But look, I still love him even if he does leave, right? Because he, he absolutely, people talk about that level of that attitude. You know, he seems yeah. to have that kind of elite attitude. You know, maybe it was him, maybe it was someone else. Is there anyone that... I think I've been, I've been incredibly lucky in my career is that I've, I've kind of always worked at the very uh, kind of leading edge of global sport. Harry is a prime example of an athlete that does absolutely everything correct, you know, but he's able to compartmentalize each part of his day and just concentrate on very small sections. I need to get that right and that right. And I think the athletes, you know, I mentioned British rowing again. Yeah. Those athletes. Well, they've been very successful, haven't they? Yeah. 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 I, you know, those athletes there would concentrate on the same things for months on end. It would be so There's more professionalism. Is there a sport that you think is like, you know what, this is this is the, the most disciplined, this is the most that I've seen. Do you think that would be rowing or would it be another sport, do you think? Or? No, I'm going to say football. You actually think football, yeah? I'm going to say football. The money involved in it maybe? Or I think? think the mindset of those players, you know, especially that group at England that I work with regularly, the mindset is much like mine. You know, they want to know everything. They analyze everything. Yeah. They want to be better all of the time. Do you know what's really interesting is that you say that because, you know, you're seeing that from a behind-the-curtain look. Mm -hmm. And there almost seems to be this kind of feeling that, you know, for a football player, they're just a bit dumb. But I was reading, actually, you know, I know, I, I know that's incorrect. Cause, and the reason I know that's incorrect yeah. is because I've never, ever met a, a successful person in my life in any field that yeah. has been 
that hasn't been keen to learn, right? So anyone, anyone that's listening, doesn't matter what you do, don't care what you, doesn't matter if you're in recruitment, doesn't matter yeah. if you're in finance, doesn't matter if you run a lollipop shop, whatever you do, Absolutely. if you want to get to the elite levels, you have to have the right mindset, you have to have the right approach, and you have to be willing to learn and, and take the lessons in, right? I always say there's four things you need to be successful. The right information, you get the right information, that's great. But if you do nothing with that information, you get no results. So you need to take plenty of action. You need to follow through. You need to be persistent because the results might not come instantly. Yeah. And a lot of people give up before it actually comes. Absolutely. And then you need the right environment. You know, Absolutely. if you get the right environment, that's going to flourish and everyone's going to support it. You get you get the right information. You've got loads of persistence. You take lots of action. Then everyone you talk to tells you not to do it. You ain't going to do it. All right, so you need that environment as well to support you. Absolutely. And you four things yeah, and I think football has, has been so well uh, constructed the support that the boys get around yeah. actually all four of those action points uh, that you've just mentioned there is incredible but there are points you know these are human beings and they could you know give up at any point you know and again harry's a fine example of that you know i i forget how many clubs he went out on loan to yeah, yeah, yeah. you know but they kept pushing him out on loan and you know i i think most people's inclination would be to go, oh, I'm just not going to make it here. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. But it is that persistent drive to, I'm going to be better. I'm going to get there. I know, and you know, and most people listening to the podcast will know, yeah, true, that yeah. is persistence. If you can hang in there, yeah, it will happen for you. But you absolutely need the balls to just hang in there. Yeah. You know, it's really tough. It's really painful. You won't sleep. You will cry a lot. <laughs> um, you will have no money to begin with. And life will be pretty There'll be points on the journey. There'll be more than <laughs> one point where you'll have no money. Yeah, you yeah. Have, have your ups and downs. You know. However, what you get to do is look back on that journey that you've come on yeah. and say, how much have I accomplished to this point? If I keep going now, how much more am I going to accomplish? You know, so it's an incredible advice and incredible guidance. I think really, really important for people to understand that. And I think, you know, when you talk about the persistence, I remember one thing I was taught is that, you know, for every dark night, as in every t- any time that you've got that dark night, any time that things are not good, just remember you're going to wake up the next day and it's going to be a bright day. It doesn't last forever. Those tough times. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. It's good stuff, absolutely. So tell us about tweets. Let's, let's talk a bit more. I've looked on the website. I must say, I thought the website was awesome, right? And for anybody that's listening, if you want to go and check it out, that is uh, tweet.uk, all right? So that's T-W-E-A-K-D, no E, right? No E. <laughs> no E, dot UK, right? So it was really well put together. I think the mills look awesome. So, you know, I'm not here to sort of promote other people's stuff. But what I will say is if you've got the person cooking Harry, if it's good enough for Harry Kane, it's good enough for me, right? Exactly, exactly that. Right, you know. The concept is really simple. It's, it's like I say, it is a very clear representation of the food that I cook for the England football team or the British rowing team or whoever else. I happen to be working with at the time. It's food for performance. Yeah. You know, we're not a diet food company. So if you eat our food, I can't promise that you're going to be slim and look like somebody from Love Island. I cannot make those claims. 
But what I can do is categorically claim, you know, for somebody like self, Adam, who is just busy all of the time, but wants to eat really delicious food that's going to potentially give them, uh, you know, that 1%. Yeah, and I think the energy, I think for a business owner listening, you know, energy is is vitally important because you're going to be tired as a business owner. You know, that's why I wanted to do this podcast in particular because, you know, I think that people have to understand if you want to perform at a high level, you've got to have that energy given you. And sometimes I'm eating and I'm just like, you know what, I've got to eat something. So I'm getting my energy levels up. And that isn't a usual, I mean, I'm a speaker now as a professional speaker. I speak all the time. I've like, been speaking all day today. I think got four days in a row in Manchester. I'm going to, (laughs) in order for me to be able to go out and give the people that are there, everything I've got, I've got to have the energy and my mind can't be foggy. Right. So I think those kind of energy and performance levels is important to me. But then I'd say to anyone that's listening, right, that's a business owner, you know, you want to be going into your business feeling sharp. And I don't know if your food does that because I haven't had it yet. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to try it. Right. So I'm going to certainly going to try it. But does it do that? I don't know. I guess I was best to ask well, I, well, I like to think so. You know, we're about convenience here. So, so we're about people that want to perform at the very, very top of their game. Be that that you're playing amateur rugby at weekends or that you're a CEO and you just haven't got time, you know, rather than stopping on the motorway services like we are all guilty of and grabbing a sandwich on the way home. Oh, my God. That resonates (laughs) resonates far too much on me. Yeah. (laughs) You know, or the wife and kids being in bed when you get home and they've eaten, you know, this is something that you can grab from your freezer. You know, it has had the right amount of protein in it the right amount of carbohydrate are for your goals. It tastes incredible um, and it's convenient and it can be ready from your freezer, you know, in kind of nine to 10 minutes. It's really delicious food that will help you achieve something. Yeah, can I ask you a question? We've got, like, peaked from my interest, right? Because, yeah. you know, I want to understand this and this is the person, the learner in me, right? Because this isn't my field, right? And I'm interested in it, but it's not my field, right? So I often wonder about frozen foods, right? How much nutrition are you losing from freezing? I don't know. I ask the question because I'm not sure. Is it, what kind of impact does that have on the food that you eat? I'll be really so it has zero impact is, okay. is yeah. the honest answer on the nutrition yeah. with food. So a bit like frozen peas, you know, if they're picked and they're frozen in the field, it's as good as if it's just come from the field. Okay. You know, and that's what we do. Now, the reason that we freeze them is simply for convenience. Yeah. Because what I don't want to do is say to you, you've ordered five days worth of food. Yeah, and then you're throwing I, it away. Yeah, I can't get that to you. Yeah. So that by the end of the week, it's going to be as delicious as the moment it was made. Yeah. yeah. I just can't do that. But what I can do is cook you really, really fresh food, freeze it instantly. Nice. But at the moment you take it from your oven, it is is essentially as if I've been there in your kitchen. 
it's going to be exactly. Well, you've done a job on me, buddy. I'll have some. <laughs> <laughs> so get him by from the phone. And if, and if he's talking your language as well when you're listening, you know, uh, put it in the chat. Tell us, tell us now. You know, but I think it's really interesting. I want to just touch on the, the business side of it. I yeah. think you said to me before we come on, the business has been going for a year. It's been successful. It's doing great stuff. I think that you're still operating presumably in your career and still working with some of the top people as well. What's it been like running a business for you? I think because we've got, you know, the, the people listening will be business owners, want to be business owners. You know, what could you say to them? You know, three tips from you about transitioning into going into business. What's maybe yeah. some of the challenges you face or some of the things you can make their journey a little bit easier. Yeah, just try and from the heart, what would you say from your experience? Yeah, I mean, firstly, it's been hell. <laughs> there's no way of kind of polishing this up. And I will just quickly say, I don't want to stop you because I'm about to go to flow. But I will just say, you know, for anyone, as you said, that the first year is the hardest. It, it really is, you know. You've heard, I, I, but yeah. actually, you know, what I can do is look back in retrospect now and say it's been the most exciting, productive year of my life. It is just hard work. And when you set up any business, you're going to experience pressures that you've never, never experienced before. Somehow you're, every day you're going to have to knock through a brick wall yeah. because that's what you have to do. You're going to have to find answers to things that seem impossible, but you've got timeframes of one or two hours to find those answers. It's really exciting. <laughs> and every day you wake up and it is a series of, okay, I've got to fix this issue. I've got to fix that issue. And I need to do this, 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 and this. As you know, you know, uh, to-do lists. Yeah. I think mine's about 45 pages long now. Yeah. I'll send you one of my planners. <laughs> Seriously, I'll send you one of my planners after we get off and I'll get you one of those out because that will show you the structure is fantastic for a business owner. Yeah, right? yeah amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it'd be awesome. Right. It's really hard work. You know, I started this business over a year ago now. We're into month 14 now. We're still here, you know, which is fabulous. And we've gone through some really tough times. You know, the original four founding members of the business, I'm the only one that remains. Oh, really? Right. You know, we've had CEOs that have come and gone. We've had business partners that have come and gone. Um, and it's tough and you, and you have to work through all this stuff. And, you know, there are moments where you potentially feel... Oh, I just want to go to sleep, <laughs> you know, but it is persistent. It is each day I wake up as optimistic about the future as the day that I started. Good. Each day I strive for the whole business to be better. You know, I have this thing where I want everything to be 1% better each day. Nice. Good. Until, yeah. Until we get to a Friday. Yeah where I ask for 5% from everybody. So let's just fix everything. That. You know, when I was learning business at the early stages and with my first business, I was always told business is a game of percentage gains. Yeah. And if we, can, if we can improve by 1% a day, 
we're going to be 365% better by the end of the year, plus the content with that, right? And I think that's a great lesson for a business yeah. owner to, to get. And I think that a lot of business owners don't get that. This is the yes. thing. I said this recently, right? It's like we all have 24 hours in a day. And why can one business take a business from zero to 10 million in a year when another business can take it to zero to a thousand pound in a year? You know, yeah. and that is that that efficiency, it's that attitude, it's that mentality, yeah. that mindset. So it sounds like, you know, you're working the right way. I had a look at what you've done. I think the website looks great. I think the food looks great. The path you're on, the journey you're on looks wicked. And I love that. You know, understand that. If you're listening today, it's a game of percentage games. How much are you improving every day? And, you know, that's 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 a lesson that's... Yeah, in sport, we call it marginal gains, don't we? You know, there was always a big thing around British cycling, you know, about those marginal gains, about perception of who they were and what they were about to accomplish. And I think there's a lot in sport that I've learned over the years that really easily translates into business, you know. And I would recommend picking up any of those kind of sports psychology books. Yeah, Um, you know, I've read so many of them. and Yeah. Because I think it does add to a winning mentality. And that's why I wanted to bring you on the podcast as well, because I think that... I want more business owners to realize that there's lessons that are transferable. Yes. Uh, and I think that, you know, when you take something out of one industry and you put it into another, you can achieve explosive growth because that industry's never seen it before. Right. And I think that's a real, another secret. So I think we've had some good stuff out of you, Omar. Let's hope your food's as good as your chat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will look like I'm from Love Island. I will, I will, I will make sure some is winging its way to the food. <laughs> Good. So what, what can people do? Is it best to go and check out Tweaked without the end, dot, dot UK? Yeah. Uh, so go to tweaked.uk. Uh, connect with you, buddy. We are just about to have like a big glamorous relaunch kind of mid-September. We've got all of our famous faces back from the Olympics and from England football and everybody's getting involved. You'll soon find me back on the television everywhere people will probably get bored very quickly of seeing me but you know we're here to stay we are going to dominate over this next kind of 18 months to two years i suppose the ambition is next to become a household name are you on instagram my man do you want to have a quick shout yeah Yeah. Uh, you can follow me personally on o.mezian or we're at tweaked meals across all social channels yeah, get stuck in, follow us. There's loads of stuff happening over the uh, next few weeks. And like I say, I'm going to be there to announce everything to everybody on your television and every newspaper possible. Stuff. <laughs> well, Luke, been brilliant guest. Thank you ever so much for coming on. Is there any last, last bits or tips or last words you want to say to the audience before we go? No, get on the website. thank everyone for listening to today's episode of business growth secrets if you haven't already make sure you go and leave us a review if you're watching the restream live tell us how much you've enjoyed it some of the points that you picked up and of course i look forward to seeing you all very very soon if you haven't gone and picked up one of my planners yet you want to go and pick one of those up go on my instagram go to the direct link and i look forward to catching up with you all soon and thank you very much omar you've been an awesome guest my man well done buddy thank you so much 
Hey everybody, Adam here, and I hope you loved today's episode. Hope you thought it was fabulous. And if you did, I'd like to ask you a small favor. Could you jump over and go and give the podcast a review? Of course, I'll be super grateful if that is a five-star review. We're putting our all into this podcast for you, delivering you the content, giving you the secrets. And if you've enjoyed it, please go and give us a review and talk about what your favorite episode is, perhaps. Every single month, I select someone from that review list to come to one of my exclusive Academy days and have lunch with me on the day, meeting hundreds of my clients. So if you want that to be you, then you're going to be in with a shout if you go and give us a review on iTunes. Please, of course, do remember to subscribe so you can get all the up-to-date episodes. Peace and love, and I'll see you very, very soon. Thank you.